joining me for the latest installment of TV Madness with Makisha Madden-Toby. I'm your host. Fall TV is fast approaching, and with dozens of new shows to choose from, it's not easy trying to decide what to watch and what to skip. Joining me on this episode is my fantastic sister-in-law, Tasha Akatobi. As I've mentioned in the past, she's a working mom who manages to watch and dissect an impressive amount of television. The last time she was here, we talked about Game of Thrones, Princess Death, heady stuff, and we even found levity in Beyonce's Lemonade Escapades. Today, we'll discuss everything from Atlanta on FX, which we both love, to Bull on CBS, which we both hated. If we have time, we will try to squeeze in some non-related TV stuff like uh, that Nate Parker problem. (laughs) Taja, thanks for doing the show. Welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me back. Thanks for doing it again. This, was, this is going to be great. So um, a lot of television, we're only going to do the stuff that we really have strong feelings about because that's the funny thing about fall television. There's so many shows. You can't talk about everything. But we did seem to sort of agree, for the most part, on a lot of stuff. <laughs> Oddly enough, well, that's, that's why, because we have similar tastes, actually. <laughs> but um, there's so many shows. You can't talk about the The mediocre ones we'll kind of skip. We'll go straight okay. to the ones we love or the ones we hate it. And so uh, let's start on a positive note with Atlanta. Donald Glover created the comedy, which he also stars in as Earn, and it debuts September 6th on FX. Uh, Tasha, please tell listeners why they should watch the show and about, you know, it's about Atlanta and the poor part of Atlanta people don't hardly ever see because, you know, you, you see the Real Housewives of Atlanta and all those glamorous things. But there's also a, a poor part in there, people who are struggling to be rap stars. And you have to tell them about Brian Tyree Henry because uh, he plays Paperboy on the show, and it was just like a scene stealer. He was fantastic. What did you think? You know I love the show. You know we were on the edge of our seat <laughs> watching as many episodes as we could cram in with our crazy kids running around. Right, Al, your brother is like, uh, actually, I feel like I should watch the show just because you guys were laughing so hard. So <laughs> that was like an endorsement <laughs> from us, just the laughter alone. What did you like about it? It was, it was awesome. It was a really great show. Um, I love that, um, like you said, it showed a different side of Atlanta that I don't think we see on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And that it was really realistic. You could really relate to the characters. Um, it felt like, you know, when we were watching it, you know, I was saying to you, I feel like I know these guys. Right. I go back home and probably go to some, you know, guys I grew up with, go to their houses and experience some of the same kind In Lansing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In yeah. Lansing. So in that regard, yeah, it's, it's a very American story. We all know a guy like Earn. We all know a guy like Paperboy. We all know a guy like Gar- Darius, played by Keith Stanfield, who looks like Dave Chappelle and <laughs> and has this, like, I think I would argue the quirkiest, like, he's the quirkiest character on the show. He's like their, their exactly. Kramer or something. <laughs> like this. Exactly. And his comedic timing is priceless. <laughs> yeah. And- priceless i would not be surprised if somewhere down the line they like some type of split off with him because he's hilarious he's really funny he's really funny oh my goodness and um brian tyree henry who plays paperboy oh my gosh he's so good he is so you know good. so i was telling you i remember him from boardwalk empire but other than that i've never seen him before and 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 he wasn't funny like this on boardwalk empire for obvious reasons but it's just mm-hmm. his face he, he makes the best faces, right? I mean, you're exactly. like, this guy. Exactly. He does all that with acting with his eyes and everything. He, I think he's just such a great a great character, and he's such a great actor. Whoever did the casting for Atlanta should be commended because that is it's a perfect blend of sort of believability and vulnerability, and it's all because the actors are that good. I mean, I knew Donald Glover could act. I always liked him on mm-hmm. Community. Um, I liked him even in Magic Mike XXL or whatever. But 
this is uh-huh. this is his. This is his baby. And the nice thing is he all the focus is not on him. He doesn't have to do the exactly. heavy lifting because he has mm-hmm. like such talented um actors surrounding him. So yeah, it's very good. Check it out, please make sure you watch it September sixth on FX. Now, after I watched Atlanta with you, I came home and I screened uh, Insecure. It's the new HBO comedy that Issa Rae created, and it's sort of mm-hmm. loosely based on or inspired by her awkward Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl web series, which I really enjoy, and I expected to have the same sort of reaction as I did with Atlanta, as well as the one with the reaction I expected to have was, you know, the same enthusiasm I have for her web series, and unfortunately... <laughs> I didn't, and I was so bummed, and um, I don't really know. I I feel like on one hand it was maybe not fair to watch Atlanta first and then watch Insecure. I don't know. Yeah. It just is yeah. not as good, and I think yeah, it's because... And, and you know I didn't get to watch the, the whole episode like you did, but I just saw the trailer. Right. What would you think? I, I was a little underwhelmed. Right. I felt like... The stuff that works for the web, like that yeah. is funny in a, on a small screen or whatever, however you watch, you know, people watch web series, doesn't translate for television. And it felt mm-hmm. like she was trying to at times fill space, you know, versus like she has, what, a 15 minute episode on the web. This was like a half hour, a pure half hour because it's HBO. So not like the 22 yeah. minutes you get on, like even a sitcom on on broadcast television. So this was like a few, a full half hour. And there were several scenes where I felt like, what is this? (laughs) What is she doing? Like, whereas I would never have thought that on the web with the web series, because it's so much faster and shorter and everything. So I don't know. I just feel like she needs some more help. Like somebody needs to come in and show her. It also, you know what? It it also, sadly, I hate to say this because I really like Issa Rae, but I think it also was a glaring reminder that she's not an actress. Yeah, yeah, and it also could be, and you know, again, I didn't see the whole episode like you did, just saw the trailer, and I was kind of thinking that maybe if I hadn't seen the web series, maybe I would be looking at it differently, because it felt too too familiar as right. I've seen it before, and so maybe for folks who haven't been introduced to her, it might feel a little bit different. Maybe they'll like it more. Folks who have yeah. seen, you know, Misadventures um, of Awkward Black Girl, it might feel just like, okay, I'm watching the web series all over again. Yeah, she's likable. That's the thing. I don't. Yeah, I love her. She's awesome. And right, she's and she's fun to watch. Funny. There are a couple yeah. really funny black like black women lines references and stuff in there. There's the, my favorite line, and I have <laughs> not ruining it for everybody. Is she's, she runs into this guy she knows from her past. And she's in, like, sort of this dead-end job, and she's in a dead-end relationship, and she's trying to decide if she's going to try to, like, get rid of the job, get rid of the guy, and start a new thing with this new this guy from her past. And he makes some reference to Drake, and she goes, well, how did you know I like Drake? And he goes, all girls who graduate from college, black girls who graduate from college like Drake. <laughs> I just started <laughs> laughing. I was like, that is true. That is true. Um, well, I could say I was a little bit later to the Drake game. It's true, though, but, but you are a black woman college graduate. I, I mean, I know that's a hilarious, like, generalization, but <laughs> there's truth in it. Uh, but it, the thing is, Insecure, I, I I do see potential in it. I'm not going to stop watching. I just, like I said, I was underwhelmed from the pilot. And then the other thing, to be fair, too, is with Atlanta, we were fortunate enough to be able to screen four episodes, the first four episodes. Yeah. Insecure is just a pilot at this point, or at least that's what they're mm-hmm. only thing they're sharing. And I feel like if I got to see more episodes, I would like it more. So we'll see. Uh, Insecure debuts October 9th on HBO. 
So, yeah, definitely watch Natasha. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm not telling anybody not to watch it. I just think. Oh, no, I have to support her. So I'm right, right, right. I just think. So, I was hoping it would have been better. I'll probably watch every single episode, even if I don't like it, <laughs> for the sake of supporting her so she can get another chance. I know. I mean, that's the thing. When she had her panel for HBO for the show, I felt so bad for her because the majority of the critics in the room were white and male mm-hmm. and asked some of the dumbest questions. My favorite was one guy was like, how do you feel as a black woman sitting in a room full of white people? And she's like, what? Are you, what? <laughs> it was like, you know, <laughs> it was so out there that I was like, is this an episode? And I, we don't realize it's being taped. Like, it felt like an episode of Misadventures of Awkward Black <laughs> Why? You know what? But I she wasn't an awkward around. one. Yeah. yeah. I would have probably asked them, how do you feel having me sit here, see that I am this black woman in it a room full of so, white people? I think he was trying to show that he was aware but it just it was Mm-mm. such a strange question Mm-mm. you could tell she didn't even know how to answer it it was just like you know and I, the frustrating thing for me was it felt like the majority of people in the room hadn't watched the show and so they were just yeah. asking her questions about being black instead of asking her specific questions about the show like what are your comedic influences like you know what i mean like what what stuff do you like and what you know will we see any of those influences on the show like just specific questions to the show Mm-mm, no what what do you feel like as a black person and then it was like one person was like what word would you prefer instead of diversity and she was like normal <laughs> no maybe she should do like a parallel reality tv show <laughs> you know and then and there are and and the funny thing is there are moments like that on her web series obviously and also on the show where you're just like what is what are you supposed to do as a black person in these instances i didn't you know honestly i didn't know what to do me and the black woman who was next to me were like what are we supposed to be doing in this room these awful (laughs) questions i don't even want to be here i don't know (laughs) you know what i mean like i feel like she if this show i put it this way if this show doesn't work out she should she hope she's filming all this stuff that's happening around her and I just make a, know. like you said, make a parallel show and just keep rolling with the awkwardness of how people are just seemingly growing increasingly uncomfortable about conversations about race and they don't know even how to, like, just talk to people like a regular person. It's It was so weird. It was so weird. One guy was like, um, you're the first black woman showrunner and star of a show we've ever had on a panel. She was like, okay. What? Then, like, Five or ten minutes later, he was like, uh-uh, correction. It was actually Wanda Sykes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, no. that's not a question, though. No, I would just get up and leave. If I were her, I would just, well, you know, see, this is why I'm not made for the world that you guys are in. Because I would just be like, yeah, I can't do it. Well, you know, it was funny because I was laughingly telling someone the other day that back in the day when I first started doing television criticism and I first joined TCA, then I would come to these panels. And this is when I lived in Detroit and they would fly me out here. I used to think that, like, my job as a black person was to ask the lone black person on the panel who would rarely get any questions a question. Like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, I remember you and such and such. How's it going? What, <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever you could, because you just didn't want the black actor, typically, mm-hmm. like, just to be sitting there and not have anything to say or have any reason to be there. So we would, like, come up with, like, seriously, we would sit there and try to come up with questions we could ask the black people from this show. And as time has progressed, thankfully, it has gotten better where you don't have to, like, find questions for the black people or find questions for the black show because there are more black shows. There are more black showrunners. So that has improved. But the downside of it is 
we are we are conscious of it. I don't think the majority, sadly, of the people in the room are. And so they yeah. are, like, completely thrown off. And I, and I was going to bring up the Kenya Barris thing later, but that's what happened with the Blackish panel when Kenya, Kenya Barris basically cussed out <laughs> a reporter who was like, why don't more black people watch Blackish? <laughs> he was like, we are going into the third season. You're still asking me? <laughs> like, really? People really? Like, really? I think the black community, that whole, that tide has come and gone. Like, uh, I think we've established that we're like not monolithic. No, you don't, if you don't. It was just like, and then like, it was hilarious because somebody was saying, well, later on he apologized to him. I was like, I, you know what? I wish he hadn't. <laughs> I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but I didn't disagree with anything he said. And I think, I feel like he had every right to say that to that reporter who was, you know, white male to say, why am I still being asked this question? And this is, we're going into season three. Like, can you please ask me about anything else? Anything else? Casting choices. You know, how it feels to get an Emmy nomination. And how does it work in the writer's room? And, he, and they asked some. they asked, to be fair, unlike Issa Rae, they actually did ask him technical and specific questions to the show. But he, they still had to hit him with the one, two, with the, so why? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you still here? <laughs> Well, right. Your people aren't even watching the show. Who is watching you? I mean, that's kind of how it comes across. And it's like, but black people are watching blackish. Black people who like that kind of stuff. Every, you know what I'm saying? Like, all black people don't watch Empire. All black people don't like Tyler Perry. All black people are not going to watch Insecure. Nope. All black people are not going to watch Atlanta. Just because a show has a majority black cast doesn't mean that we as a black people have to write a sign a contract and <laughs> pledge our you know loyalty and allegiance to the show the funny thing is you know i think what happened people were so confused specifically white critics were confused by empire because so many black people did watch empire and now it's falling <laughs> off i don't know I, I don't i have no answers i have no solutions i don't know why more black people don't watch survivors more remorse on stars it's really funny but, yeah, first of all um, stars isn't a part of every regular package. So everybody <laughs> doesn't have access to stars. But I really like Survivor's Remorse. I think it's a great show. You see I, what I mean? That I'm like, well, and to me, it wasn't advertised as big as some of the other shows. As, it's, as so well I as it should have been. stumbled upon it. Right. Right. I don't know if it's because people were initially turned off by the whole LeBron James is an executive producer. Like, he has nothing to do with the show. Like, he put the money in it. And I know yeah. he, you can tell with certain episodes he influences sort of where the story goes because it is about a basketball player who sort of reaches out back and pulls his family up out of the hood sort of thing. But beyond that, it has nothing to do with LeBron James. And so <laughs> people are like, I don't know if that's what it is. Like you said, a lot of people just don't have stars. Mm-hmm. It's just, but it's it's one of those underrated shows that people, more people really should watch it because we are on other networks <laughs> other than exactly. ABC and Fox. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we are not apparently on CBS, which got slammed because they oh, had that's six thing. new shows. And all of the six new shows, all of the six new shows have ma- the majority, or, or no, all of them have white male leads. Which was about to start a riot up in the, in the ballroom, <laughs> and one of the shows was is a show called Bull, which is inspired by Doctor uh. Phil and stars Michael Weatherly, who was usually very charming, and he was on NCIS. But now on this show, uh, uh-uh. uh, it basically it's is so a bad. drama that oh my god, 
It's a drama that shows how juries are analyzed and selected, but instead of teaching viewers anything new, the show relies on a ton of stereotypes and tropes. It debuts Tuesday, September 20th on CBS. Tasha, I, it was so funny. When we were screening that together, I literally saw you cringe. Like, I was like, I thought you were going to punch my computer. You're looking like, get this out of here. It was so bad. <laughs> I can, and you know, to me, CBS is one of those channels where when in doubt, if there's nothing on TV, you could just go to CBS and right. have something on in the background and be okay. <laughs> but this was so bad. I, and I don't know, because, you know, I'm getting hit to this, you know, TV criticism game, watching <laughs> you. And when it comes to looking at pilots, and I'm thinking, like, okay, well, maybe it's because this is a pilot. Right. Oh, you know, there's kinks you have to work out. But it was so horrible. Some shows, that, I mean, that's the thing. You're right. You, you can see a show... You know, because we watch a lot of pilots in this in this yeah. season, and you can see the potential in a show, or you can see where a show has the you know possibility for longevity or something there. That's the acting, or the writing, or a twist, or something. There was nothing, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing to this nothing. show where you would say, "Oh well, it's got a chance." No, 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 not no, at it all. Doesn't. And the writing. <laughs> There was this one line, and I'm not going to say it because I know I'm not supposed to spoil it, but it was so horrible that, I mean, I think, remember, I think that was the point you saw me cringe. I paused, and, and we just started laughing. It was like, I was like, are you okay? So Do you want to finish it? I was, <laughs> I was so angry because it was so horrible, and I was sitting here thinking, like, who allowed this to happen? You look this like somebody who had out. eaten, like, some gumbo, and the rice was undercooked. Like, you were eating it and enjoying it, and you were like, oh! And then your tooth hit that, like, one piece of undercooked rice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I thought we were watching the blooper reel. It was really bad. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel bad for Michael Weatherly because, you know, there's always that thing when you leave a show, people are like, you know, it's make or break time, basically. You left this show that was successful. You have to go to something that's successful. That isn't always happen that's not always what happens with actors you know what i mean like there was a long time before julia louis dreyfus for instance got a hit after seinfeld yeah so some people eventually find their way some people never do you know jason alexander certainly never did but oh, oh my god but you know i don't know what's gonna happen for michael Weatherly. i'm i'm sure he'll be fine i'm not worried about him trust me i'm not losing sleep over michael Weatherly's future i just know this is not gonna be in it like he doesn't much have much longer with this show because it's so bad that there's no way this can survive. And no. I, I hope at the end of it, his career rebounds and he finds something else. Because it's so bad. First of all, who thought, okay, you know what? We need to base a show on Dr. Phil. I know Dr. Phil is part of the CBS family, <laughs> real talk, but no. And if that's no. what you want to do, if you want to have a show about jury analysis and selection, we've seen that on other shows before, Lie to Me and stuff like that. Then do it some other way. That just the way they're doing it. It's like they want him to fail. <laughs> they want Michael Weatherly to fail. Felt like like okay, you know what? We'll give you this chance, but you know what? Whatever. Right. You get what's on sale. I mean, that's <laughs> it's just bad. Woo, it's bad. You know what's Ooh, funny? It's so bad. Oh my god. And it's crazy because it's not even an issue of diversity. Like yes, it's a white male lead, but the the cast itself is pretty diverse. And I don't care. Yeah. I don't, I don't even care. care. It needs to go. I, I feel so bad that all those actors and everybody wasted their time because it's so bad. <laughs> oh, 
You know, it's not a waste of time. It's new uh, NBC comedy called The Good Place, which also has a lot of diversity. Kristen Bell is brilliant in it. This is her definite her comeback, if, if you could even call that, because she really never went anywhere. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, Kristen Bell would say. But, I mean, she, you know, she does, she's printing money with this Frozen business. But now to see her in this role, I have to say, it's, like, even better than Veronica Mars, I would argue, because she gets to be. And she was on, of course, House of Lies, too. But this mm-hmm. is genuinely and truly her show. She's so funny on it. And people are going to be blown away how funny it is, how funny she is. It's about, basically, it's not even purgatory. It's like heaven. She gets, She dies. She goes to heaven. And due to some clerical mix-up or something, she gets into heaven, although she shouldn't be there. And she's basically trying to figure out how to stay. And Ted Danson plays her, plays like the head of heaven, or he's like basically her tour guide to heaven. And he doesn't know that he's he's the one who's basically messed up. She's not supposed to be there. So it's really, really funny. It debuts uh, on September 20th on NBC, on Tuesday, September 20th. And people definitely have to check it out. And then another show, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry, it debuts Monday, September 19th on NBC, but another show that does debut on September 20th is Parenthood Clone, This Is Us. Now, I'm saying that in a good way because it actually does really remind me of Parenthood, but it's also Mm -hmm. just very touching and heartfelt. I mean, what did you think of uh, This Is Us? I really like This Is Us. I mm-hmm. thought, and you know what? It also didn't have a pilot feel. It had a pilot feel in terms of introducing characters. Right, table setting. But it, it was so well done, and I was a mess. I was bawling, quite honestly. I know. The I was crying. At the was end. Started crying. It was funny. I watched it with Barbara, and she was crying. I was crying. <laughs> Katie was crying. Dad went upstairs. Like He was like, I'm out. But <laughs> it starts. He, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, it started now. Actually, you know, I think he caught the. Could he catch the twist at the end? The twist is what I loved. I was like, "What?" The um, twist was so good at the end, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. And when you went back and you thought about it, I'm like, they they did it so well. So well, so well. Uh, it stars Mandy Moore, Milo Vendemigula, Sterling K. Brown, who a lot of people were, if they watched the People versus O.J. Simpson will know him from that because he was really good on that. Did you get a chance to watch People versus O.J. Simpson? No, I haven't yet. I know. Oh, you got time. I'm behind. You're yeah. back. You're back. <laughs> but but uh, he he played Christopher Darden and was really good in that role, but even, is even better in this role because it's not the same sort of, like, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? I, I, here's, here's why he's a good actor. During the actual OJ trial 20-whatever years ago, 21 years ago, I had no sympathy for Christopher Darden. Watching Sterling K. Brown play... Christopher Garden, I, I actually felt bad for him. I actually felt bad for him. I actually felt sympathetic to her. So that, to me, is acting. That is when you say, I get it. I get it now why he was sort of screwed from the start and what that meant. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he's great. Uh, Mandy Moore is it's great. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I hope I hope people, I think people are going to watch it. They've been promoting it really well. NBC is really proud of this drama, as they should be. And I think I think people are going to find it and really fall in love with it. And it's going to be interesting to see how to sustain it over week to week. But I think as long as they keep that that heart at the center of it and keep the stories interesting, I think it'll be great. So then there was Timeless. <laughs> also on NBC. Because NBC is like really lean this season. They're only introducing three new shows, one comedy and two dramas. Timeless is the other drama. It's from Sean Ryan, who produced the Shield, created and produced the Shield. Mm-mm. I mean, I wanted to like it because <laughs> because Malcolm Barrett, who is from Better Off Ted, is so funny in it. Yes. 
He's so fun. Like his his black. Basically, okay, so they're traveling back in time, as you know, and they're mm-hmm. trying to catch this like evil villain who is trying to change history for his own personal gain and all this stuff. Okay, that's not the problem. The premise is great. The execution, nah. mm. but Malcolm Barrett, despite all of it, is so funny. Like his 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 one offs <laughs> and his lines. Yeah, his lines. <laughs> basically, they travel back to like what 1930s, and he's like. I'm black. Uh, <laughs> I know. Do you I wanna... know how they treated black people back then? <laughs> I want to do this. I just thought that was hilarious. I just think anytime somebody figures out a way to like make racism funny, <laughs> it's <laughs> worth it. But the show itself needs work. What did you think? Yeah. Um, like I think I told you after I'd watch it. It's um, it's cheesy. Mm-hmm. Cheesy is um, not bad in and of, in and of itself, right? That's not the cheesy yeah, thing. Yeah, no, about. I don't think it's horrible. I think it has potential. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot of potential. And again, you know, it was the pilot, so I guess they got some kinks to work out. Mm-hmm. But again, I like the fact, um, it seems like NBC is really focusing on diversity. Mm-hmm. I know everybody said we're tired of talking about diversity, but it's clear from um, the um, This Is Us and then Timeless. And it doesn't seem like it's a forced diversity. It's right. like, okay, this makes sense because this is the everyday world. <laughs> and, you know. Normal. Right. What Issa Rae calls normal. normal. It, it feels normal. <laughs> so um, that's what I do um, like not only about This Is Us, and, but also about Timeless, that the diversity seems very natural. It does feel natural. It does. As, and it will, if you when you watch The Good Place, the same thing. And NBC mm-hmm. should be commended for that because other shows and other on other networks this season not so smooth clearly you know it was casting by committee we need a fill in the blank you know we need a fill in the blank and these shows all three of them like you said two out of three are good (laughs) one we have to wait and see how time because my thing with time is was like how are you going to sustain this over time yeah, how are you going to sustain this over time? And then I guess my nerdy end of things, there's just some things that they do just just don't logically make sense <laughs> in terms of you time know, travel and like, yeah, history, right? How come people at one point still think something happened, but the time you actually changed it in time? I don't understand. So I was just very like, wow, <laughs> don't work for me. right? As someone who watched Doctor Who, you're like, no. Oh my god! And I had I got like a doctor. It totally has a doctor, American version of Doctor Who. Yeah, and then like the companions, and then running around and skips, and you come back. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they have some work to do. Yeah, work out the kinks. But but you said like you said, I mean, to their credit, the 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 organic feel of the diversity isn't forced. It's not like we had to put this person in this role because we needed a black person. It was like, this is the best person for this role. There is no show without Malcolm Barrett. Abigail Spencer is great. Goran Vizhnich from ER is good as a villain. You know, I think... Good eye candy. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I was excited when I thought, okay, I can watch this. Right, yeah. He's not hard on the eye, so that doesn't hurt (laughs) But, yeah, he's also a good actor. He's very believable as someone who you're like, well, he's bad, but maybe there's more to him. <laughs> maybe he has a dark past that we need to touch and hug him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's but that. But to their credit, I think they have two things working for them. Like you said, the organic 
diversity and it in or in the sense of this is true blind casting you know it reminds you of like um lost had that mm-hmm. where yeah. you go this is this person this is this character it makes sense it doesn't have to be we need a brown a black a yellow person this is the best person for this role and nobody else could do this and mm-hmm. all three of their shows definitely accomplished that like I said, it'll, time will tell if time is actually of all the three because it's the weakest link can maintain itself. But I, I think they're off to a good start in terms of nothing else because they actually have they have very thoughtful casting in mind. And that's always mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to watch out for. So uh, the, the the big topic, uh, as I mentioned earlier, sort of with because we're talking about diversity at TCA's was diversity and violence against women. Mm hmm. And people were saying that it, a lot of HBO shows, unfortunately, have this. It's uh, become a hot button topic because it feels gratuitous. Um, did you the Game of Thrones thing? I felt like they sort of had course corrected this past season in terms of that because the women were so strong this season. Did it bother you? I mean, like, did you watch Game of Thrones of any out of out of the time you've been watching it? And did at any point were you like sort of thrown off by how? much violence was you know sort of aimed at women or how women were treated on the show i there i don't think overall there were some points um where i was turned off Mm -hmm. not to the point honestly where i'd say i would never watch it and mainly because it feels like it's such in a fantasy world Mm -hmm. that i think i kind of um compartmentalize that a little bit Mm -hmm. um i think the the point and spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched game of thrones um, after Joffrey died and um, when his parents, who are siblings, you know, kind of got it on. Ew. <laughs> you know, the kind of, that was pretty much to me, felt like a rape scene. <laughs> so No, it was after, a rape. Yeah, it was rape, yeah. That was rape. I mean, but. Uh, yeah, it, exactly. So I think that that one was off-putting, but I think you're right. I think particularly this season, they it, the show really redeemed itself because the women were so strong. It felt like every episode, the women were like, "Well, I just got to fix this." So let me <laughs> kind of like we always do anyway. Right, because here's the thing, um, Cersei, not very likable, but that's the point. Has yeah. has been the victim of rape. Has been the victim of public humiliation. No. And, you know, misogyny and all this other stuff. And then you have somebody like Daenerys, who we all love and root for, and also was raped. Yeah. Um, And not to be gross or weird or whatever, have there ever been any men raped on this show? Um, ooh. Was Reek raped? He was castrated. He was, but for some reason, I don't know. Maybe I'm He was raped. I think they might have Leo's kind of giving me a look like, he kind of was like, something was, yeah. Leo was like, <laughs> I love Leo. Yeah. Leo's like, he was abused in ways that we don't probably want to know. We don't want to know. That's true. Ew. Anyway, yeah, Sansa raped. I mean, it's like a lot of, and it's weird. I know, and I'm, <laughs> you're going to hate me, and I'm trying not to be hateful, but like every time, a woman comedian does well, people threaten her with rape on Twitter. Oh, I see that all the time. Amy Schumer threatened with rape. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy apparently threatened with, like, random and, stra- like, weird, very specific, gross threats. And Twitter is horrible for that 
Because if it's yeah. not like, you know, with Leslie Jones, straight up calling her like an ape or a monkey and ra- another horrible racial, racial thing, racist things, you have somebody like Amy Schumer who is told, I'm going to rape you. Like, why would somebody... How does it well, get to that? Well, that's how crazy people, that's why they always what? say, you know, rape is a crime related to power dynamics, more so the sexual aspect. Um, and these are obviously, in my opinion, people who have obviously issues with women, <laughs> who don't like women, and particularly have a problem with seeing women in some position of power. So it's what are they going to do? creepy and gross, They're though. try to use that tool. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, okay, I'm not trying to be funny. I can't blame Game of Thrones for that. I no. think that there's oh, no, clearly... No, no. Oh, people are really trying to blame Game of Thrones for that? I don't... I don't blame Game of Thrones. I don't think that that was it. It felt like, honestly, though, Tasha, it felt like there was more... Here's the problem with Television Critics Association panels. When people come in there with agendas, and this is these are journalists, so I'm, you know, these are my, this is, this, these are my people, but they're coming in there with, with agendas and saying, basically, this is the story I want to write, so I'm going to come in and ask these questions. And then it's mm-hmm. sort of like spitballs and mushrooms and turns into something else. And people, then that becomes the story of the day. Whereas you're like, any other time, that would be one question. It should be one and done. You know, like, okay, yeah. you answered that question. But no, like, this question kept, like, it was a recurring thread throughout the day. Whereas <laughs> people were just like, I just want to shower. <laughs> like, if they could. Well, if, well, let me ask you as a journalist. Do you feel like your profession, because I know with journalism, you guys try your best to be objective do you feel like it's gotten more subjective over the years no (laughs) i would argue it's always been subjective but the Mm -hmm. problem i feel like now with digital media yeah because everything is so it's such a fast turnaround like i gotta get this up and what's the story right now it's just so reactive so that it's like if you hear what what if it were all print now what would have been like a whisper and maybe a few stories has now become Mm -hmm. this thing like this is the this is what's driving these stories and that sort of scares me because you know basically if i were this kind of person which i don't know how to kind of time to be (laughs) sort of this this uh uh targeted at for stories but if i if i came into the room for instance and then said why do you only hire black women who are five six with hair to their show, you know, like very specific yeah. questions. And then every panel asked that. By the end of the day, it would be five or six stories about that. Ah. And that doesn't mean that it's not happening, and it doesn't mean that it's not news. It means I am driving this story because I have an agenda to drive the story. I've seen it, and I felt like that was the thing with the sex and the violence thing. It's not that it wasn't a topic. It's not that the night of, for instance, you know, could have done a better a job of showing this woman's mutilated body, or it's not that the rapes that have happened on Game of Thrones are not worth mentioning and questioning. Why were those important? Why was that important? You know, why was that always a tool used against women? But why? Then, like I said, but but in society, in real life, this is not the show. Why are women threatened with rape on Twitter? <laughs> so clearly, rape is this thing that you know you try to like frighten women with. So you know, apparently, that's what they. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not making excuses for Game of Thrones. I love the show, but they should be called out for that. But at the same time, oh, yeah. there's so much more to that show than that. And I also think there was so much more to the other HBO shows, uh, Westworld, and there's a bunch of other stuff coming up, and people kept bringing it up that I just wonder, is this a story and is it a topic, or is this the topic and story that people decided to focus on? And that's the thing. It's hard to tell which one came first, you know? And if that's the case... 
do we as journalists have a responsibility to sort of pull back from that and say, okay, we've addressed that. That's one story, but I'm not going to make it the focus of the day. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, honestly, uh, if I could, if I had my druthers, I would be in the room like, okay, let me have a mic. <laughs> <laughs> the next black panel that comes up here, you guys better watch the damn show. <laughs> and don't ask no one about the blackness of it. All right? Like, that to me, that, that's where I'm coming from. That's what I'm saying. As a black woman, I have two things that I'm coming in the room with. You know what I mean? So... I don't just look at it as a woman. I'm also looking at it as a black person. And the black people stuff bothers me more than the woman stuff. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so what do you do? What do you, how do you deal with that in that room when you are a minority within a minority? You know what I mean? It's just weird. I don't hmm. know. I, maybe find a way to pose or bring up the issue that you're experiencing by posing questions. To the panelists or to the group? To the panelists. I mean, not intending... Knowing that, you know, you're not really aiming at them, but I would probably just, like, ask a question, like, how do you feel sitting in that chair knowing that you're getting asked all these stupid questions? Right, because you know, that's what happened. Like that. Right, that was, that's what happened with Blackish. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. I feel like she's so much, she's so much easier to love now. Like, I didn't, I never had a problem with her, but I feel like Blackish has been this thing for her to help her really come into her own and we really get to see who she is. And I love that after the guy asked Kenya Bears that question, Tracy Ellis Ross said, would you ask that question for Modern Family or any other show? Like, why is that the question you're asking us over and over? Why do we get keep getting asked this question? You know, because I know initially, like I said, that's what I mean by stories being driven by a reporter versus stories being driven organically or happening within a, Uh a news cycle. You know, it's like, Okay, we get it. On Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock, if Empire is on and then Blackish is on, there are more black people watching Empire. So, <laughs> and well, guess what? Is, I but, guess it, feels, it, it sounds like they are trying to get all their questions about black people. They always been wondering answers. <laughs> and they are using this as an educational moment for themselves. Like, let me teach myself and then let me teach my white friends. Hmm. I don't know, because then you have something like Queen Sugar, which we both like, oh, right? So good. Brilliantly executed. Awesome. Wonderfully acted, wonderfully told, and there is a part of me that's afraid that people aren't going to watch it. There's a part of me I, that... You know, I was thinking that too. <sighs> there's a part of me that says, is this too black? Too. <laughs> no, and you know, are people not downtrodden enough or that? Yeah. It it felt like this is really really good. It doesn't feel sensational, you know. I mean, no, in, in terms of it's not crazy all over the place, <laughs> but it's just a really great story that's being told. I'm not saying that people don't like good stories, but it's just a very. It's one of those shows that when you're watching it, you really have to pay attention you have to pay attention rutina wesley is the biggest name on the show everybody else is pretty unknown right and i mean glenn turman people are gonna know him but i mean yeah yeah but rutina wesley who was on true blood this is not her playing tara she is Mm -hmm. fantastic in this role the only thing (laughs) this is just my personal beef she has full dreadlocks in it and I, I, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but that's not the problem. The problem is, 
The problem people always be like, you look like Tara from True Blood. Now I'm really not going to be able to shake oh it because she has God. full dreadlocks. I'm like, thanks a lot, Routine. <laughs> when I'm, like, I'm never move out of your shadow. Let me say, as a former a person formerly had locks, <laughs> her full, and I, you know I can't stand full locks. They actually look. They actually look really good. They do, they but really that's why I was mad at her. First of all, they're really good faux locks. Second of all, yeah. people. This is okay for the record. This is my hair. I had to grow this hair for ten years. Damn it, ten years. Ten, more than ten years. I've been growing this hair out of my head. So people are really like. They already are confused. Like that's your hair? Yes, it's my hair. Look, Routine and Wesley has fake ones. I can't. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. But aside from my own weird little thing. She's great. She's great. Uh, Dawn Lynn Gardner, who plays Charlie on the show, she's amazing. Kofi Sirabo, who plays Ralph Angel. Oh, so good. The little boy who plays his son, Blue, looks Blue. just like Ivan, your son. I know. He looks <laughs> like, just like my son. Oh, my God. So there's beyond the personal things, just it's a really well-written show. It also debuts September 6th on OWN, just like the same day as Atlanta. So please set your DVRs. Don't have, don't let them make you choose one black show over another. Watch both. Mm-hmm. Watch both black people. Everybody. Just everybody. Not even black people. Just everybody. Watch all of them, please. <laughs> because these are really good shows. But Queen Sugar is so good, I got nervous. I know that doesn't even make any sense. But it was like, I it was. It, I had the same reaction. And that's just sort of my knee-jerk reaction to stuff. But I had the same reaction with Underground. I had the same reaction with... What's another show? Another black show, predominantly black. Blackish to some extent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Blackish and Underground both did well. Blackish did well, or is doing well, despite not having a predominantly black audience. I don't know what that means. I don't think that you have to be black to like these shows, but it would be nice if black people <laughs> watch these yeah. shows. I don't know. I mean, like I've said, I, initially I was a big Empire supporter too. I definitely think the show is falling apart. I'm curious to see how they're going to try to turn things around in this third season coming up this fall. But I like, I just like a good show. I don't really care if it's yeah, a black Queen cast. Yeah, Queen just a, it's a good show. It's a good show. It's just a well-written show. It's based on a book, the same name. It makes me want to read the book. And I just think mm-hmm. it's just a, a show worth watching. Ava DuVernay is directing it. So whenever you bring a movie director onto a show, it has a good shot of being a good show. Mm-hmm. It's a and it's beautifully shot. Beautifully shot. And you can tell like just the attention to detail in every scene. It's just it's a beautiful show. It's gorgeous. And women matter on the show. They're driving the story. Mm-hmm. It's a very woman centric show, but it also sort of shows you how that's always when it comes to, like the relationship with the two sisters and Ralph Angel how that maybe sometimes is not good for everybody. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's just a really good show. I, I, again, we had the benefit of watching three episodes, and so you can see the potential in it, but you can also see that it's a, it's, it's a fully realized thing. It's not like somebody's afterthought in the casting and the yeah. story direction. It's just, like you said, beautifully shot, really well told. Can't wait to see more. I hope people watch it. I just hope people watch it. That's the thing. It's yeah, like I, good I, job, Oprah, and, the, and own because I wasn't a big own watcher, but because there was no reason to I be. We got into Greenleaf. So. Greenleaf's okay, but compared to this, it's like this is a, yeah. the better of the two. And that's not again, maybe that's not a fair comparison, but it is a better show. Clearly, there was more thought put into this show. Yeah, beyond the concept, and I think it helps that it was a book first. So. 
Yeah, you can see that it was a book. That's right. Her. And you can see it's, you know, again, I never read the book, but I can definitely see the literary um, kind yeah. of touches yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I like stuff like that, though. So, anyway. Yeah, right. so watch it. Everybody listening, watch Queen Sugar. Please watch Queen Sugar when it debuts September 6th on OWN. It's really good. <laughs> we're not just saying that because we're black people. We're saying it because it was good. It's great. And uh, which brings me to the whole Nate Parker problem. Uh, Even if Birth of a Nation is good, and I have a feeling like it's going to be, don't be mad at me. I really think it's going to be a good movie. The, I'm man, not mad. The fuck? Like, why are you? Call any of this to happen. <sighs> Did you have to rape somebody and then, like, she died? Like, she committed Allegedly. suicide? Like, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I know. Movie. Oh, you really aren't going to go see it? I don't. I just. I don't feel I feel like if I go see it I'll be sitting in there feeling icky the whole time you know just you know I don't I can't separate it I can't compartmentalize it I can't I I just can't I know um and maybe because it's the the issue no, it is the issue, um, but that's the thing. I'm really trying to decide personally, on a personal level. I can't tell other people. I'm not going to even yeah. try to tell other people how to feel or what to do. You know, this is this is one of those things like the Bill Cosby thing. Can I watch the Cosby show and not think about what Bill Cosby did to women after he would leave the show as a real yeah. person? Not Heathcliff Huxtable, but as Bill Cosby. But for me, I can watch the Cosby show and see that he is not Bill Cosby, even though I know, but I don't know. I'm not making excuses for anybody accused of rape or anything. I'm not giving anybody a pass. I just think that there is a way to separate the art from the person if the art is worth separating from the person. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm typically a person that can compartmentalize it. But not now. I don't know. Yeah. I think lately, and honestly, lately watching the Cosby Show, it's been hard for me. Oh, and I love the Cosby Show, but it's been hard for me watching the Cosby Show. Because you're like, but I, I know what I you went... did after you <laughs> show. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think if I went to see Birth of the Nation, it'd be the same thing right now. Um, that it would be very difficult. And then you know, I'm thinking to myself, Hey, Nat Turner did what he did. Me going to see that movie is not going to change any sort of pride or happiness. I know, but I guess there's a part of me that's so, again, it's the same Queen Sugar thing, and I know, hear me out, but seriously, like, if we don't support these things, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like we as a people, black people in particular, go about setting out to say, empire is not representative of black people. It's a negative portrayal. It's coonery. It's all of this, right? And then when shows like Queen Sugar come out, people are like, what? I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but you just said you wanted some stories that weren't about us being drug dealers and thugs. Oh yeah, but I don't want to watch that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like sometimes we can't win. <laughs> we can't win. Like, why has it got to be Nate Parker that told the story? It could have been any. I wish it had been anybody but Nate Parker doing this Nat Turner money movie, but it's not. And I feel like. Because, unfortunately, he is the one who did it. Even though he is the one who did it, I got to go see it because I want to see more movies like that getting made. And if we don't support it, I feel like 
not that me and my one little ticket purchase is going to change the world. I just feel like we have to try to support those things because if we don't and they don't do well, then they don't get made. That's how Hollywood is. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, that one didn't do well, so then we're not going to make any more of those. And I'm and I know it's messed up. And I don't I don't know all of the stuff surrounding the rape case. From what I've read, it's bad. But it's, it's, it's bad. really bad. What I've read it's bad. Again, again, I'm not making any coming to any definitive judgment. Yeah. Because, you know, I wasn't there, but what I read, it don't look good. It doesn't <laughs> sit well with me at all. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. And it even if this doesn't do well, do you honestly think that no other black director will get another chance? I don't know. I mean, no other black movie had gotten that kind of money picked up at a film festival <laughs> or either. I don't know. I don't know. That's the sad part. None of us do. That's the thing. I don't yeah. I don't know. And I, I guess I feel like just this desire to really see it do well despite him. He can go burn in hell after this. I don't care. I just want the movie to do well. I just need uh, too much to think about, honey. I'm, I, I don't know. Anyway, I got a lot to focus on with Fall TV, and I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show, talking about Fall TV, talking about shows like Queen Sugar, Atlanta, Insecure, The Good Place, Timeless, and This Is Us, which was really good. People, make sure you watch that on NBC. And thank you so much, Tasha. This was fun. I really appreciate you. Thanks for having me again. Yay. So this is the part where I thank Tasha. I thanked her profusely, but I can't thank her enough. NPR West, our sponsors, the 2017 Chevy Traverse. With this daddy mobile, everyone comes first. And adamandeve.com. Enter promo code MADNESS. That's M-A-D-N-E-S-S for the TV Madness podcast. And a percentage of whatever you order will go to the show. And uh, production assistant and graphic artist Adam Janice, we have to thank you. And Leo, I have to thank you. You are the man. Love you. And you. Thanks for listening. Shout